1: Good morning. It is Friday, September 15th. It's five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me there, Casey Daniels, 317. And we're both on YouTube right now, typing Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So it's been one heck of a week for Joe Biden, huh? Tough week. He had that disastrous Vietnam press conference. The House Speaker launched that impeachment inquiry into him. Inflation reports showing that prices are still rising. The guy from the Washington Post said that he shouldn't run again. (laughs) UAW goes on strike. And now his son, who he loves and is so proud of, has been indicted on federal gun charges.
2: Uh, Part of when you stand for nothing, you... (laughs) It makes it very hard for you to navigate the ever-changing waters that are the presidency. Now, just take away the fact that Biden, some of this stuff is Biden, obviously, like with his kid, you know, he's totally corrupt and has been doing really, really awful things for a long time. Uh, But in terms of the navigation of the country, like if you have a core set of convictions and this is, and we'll get into this later in the hour, I think, something I saw last night so many people are void of any sort of core system of belief that enter the government and sometimes it's malicious and sometimes it is not if you have a core set of beliefs and standards it's pretty easy to guide yourself through whatever the issue is now some issues are more complex than others but if you have a standard or a guidepost by which you operate then you can always use that to maneuver through topic upon topic Joe Biden has none of that. Joe Biden didn't even have that when he had his mental faculties about him. I mean, Joe Biden was, you know, basically a mercenary that tried to shape shift into whatever room he was in, and if mm-hmm. it was a room where he needed to sound conservative, then hey, I'm going to cr- pass the crime reform bill, and we're going to be uh, unfairly tough on African Americans, you know. And then all these years later, well, every every uh, every Republican is racist, and we must change the punishment of African Americans in the in the criminal justice. I mean, the guy is just full of crap, Casey, and Mm -hmm. so it makes it very hard when you are getting hit with tough issues to navigate, even if you're a mentally together person, which he is not, when you don't have (laughs) a guiding group of principles Mm -hmm. and ideals.
1: So, uh, Vladimir Zelensky is coming to Washington, D.C., and uh, it's part of another trip, and Biden is mulling over his request to assist Ukraine with another $24 billion in military and humanitarian aid. But I thought it might be interesting if we play... So so Biden was talking yesterday, and In one speech, there were just so many things that he had flubs (laughs) and fibs in. And I thought it it might be fun on a Friday if we can just roll through some of these. Are are you game? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Well, here's uh, Joe Biden, and he's talking about African-American workers and Hispanic workers and veterans. And I, I don't know. You tell me if this was racist or not.
3: We not only recovered all the jobs we lost during the pandemic, we've added millions more. We've seen record lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, the workers without high school diplomas, the lowest unemployment rate in 70 years for women now.
1: He just said, you know, the workers without high school diplomas.
2: Yeah, and... For an average person, you might say that he just left out a comma somewhere or, it, you know, he, it was a run on sentence. But don't forget, Joe Biden is the guy who once said poor kids are just as bright as white kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, wait. no, he Joe Biden is a racist, Casey. I don't know why people so many Democrats are just afraid to say it out loud. The guy has a long history a long history of saying these things it's not just one thing it's not just well that could I could see how that would be perceived as racially insensitive or harmful or demeaning or whatever he has been doing this for decades uh, he uh, he's usually
1: pretty honest with how he feels about this do you remember what he said about Barack Obama uh,
2: which time
1: uh- <laughs> When he said, you got the first mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean and a nice looking guy. Yes,
2: because that is when Al Sharpton famously on the debate stage, Mm -hmm. because he was running as well, said, I take showers Mm. uh, when, when, when Biden. But look, if you are a minority in this country, if you're black, Hispanic, whatever, Biden thinks you're stupid. He does. Mm -hmm. And he takes you for granted. Remember, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Come on, man. He believes he is entitled to your vote. If you are a minority in this country, he believes you are a moron and you need him to get ahead. I don't know how much more clear he has to make that to you.
1: Okay, we'll put one in the flub column. Now we've got one in the fib column. Here he is talking about how he used to teach at UPenn.
3: I taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years. I used to teach political theory.
2: What? No, he didn't.
1: Not one class. Although he was paid a million dollars, but he never taught a single class. How do
2: you get paid a million dollars to not teach?
1: <laughs> he got paid to store classified documents there. <laughs> That's what he got paid for, right?
2: Like, Okay. Does this sound like normal behavior to you? You made a million dollars and you at a school and you didn't teach. What did you get paid for?
1: Hmm. Yeah, and, and there's an inquiry to figure that out. I think. If
2: you're a teacher, if you're a college professor of some sort, could you please let me know? I'm genuinely curious. In the college hierarchy, do they pay a million dollars for you to not teach? <laughs> I mean, do do they?
1: He's a tenured professor, do right? They,
2: do, do, do they pay you a million dollars to teach? Mm-hmm. I guess that would be my first question. And if not, did they? Anybody ever get paid? How do you get paid a million dollars to not teach? If you could call the hotline, if you're mm-hmm. a college professor, <laughs> 317-684-8444, 317-684-8444, or rob at, w, uh, rob at WIBC.com is the email, or at Robin kendall on Twitter.
1: Okay, so we've got one in the flub column, one in the fib column. Let's go back to a flub column. Here he is again, making that same old joke that he's not the one who's in
3: charge. Let me close with this. And there's a lot more I know we could talk about. I wish I had a chance to take all your questions, but I'm going to get in real trouble if I do that.
2: <laughs> why does everybody laugh when he says that? He's not joking. Like, why do they laugh? People always do this nervous <laughs> mm-hmm. laughter. He's not joking. Yeah. He knows. He is told what to do when he goes out there. You've seen it. You don't have to take my word for it. You've seen it on the note cards. You've, I mean, how many times does he have to admit it? He's not joking. The president of the United States... I don't know if you know this, Casey. The President of the United States can pretty much do whatever he wants. And he acts like he goes out there and does this song and dance where he's subservient to some Mm -hmm. shadow group of people. Mm -hmm. Who tells him that?
1: Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre does because she cuts him off and then they play the walk-off music (laughs) to drown out any gaffe that he's going to say on his way out. Okay, we've got one final one for you. And this one, I don't know which column to put this one in. You can decide if this would go in the flub or the fib column. But he can't control the volume of his voice. I just, I can't control the volume my voice. He's talking and he's whispering and then out of nowhere
3: he just starts yelling. Listen to this. If you go in and have a prescription and you go into a drugstore here in Maryland or in anywhere in the United States and you give it like the same prescription in Toronto, Canada or London, England or Paris, France or Madrid, Spain you're going to pay somewhere between 20 and 40% less in those other countries. Same exact drug <laughs> made by the same exact company (laughs) wrong (laughs) guess what we changed and we're not going back
1: that's not Kevin controlling the volume over there (laughs) he's just talking normal and then starts yelling at us (laughs) you got in trouble by the president just now i don't know do you put that in the flub or the fib (laughs) maybe a little of both i didn't even listen to what he was saying
3: because i was so distracted
2: kev can we play that again i mean maybe not the whole thing but just the part where he starts yelling
3: he's somewhere between 20 and 40 percent less than those other countries same exact drug made by the same exact company here we go. Wait, wait, it's there's wrong. more. There's more. Here we go. Wait. And guess what? We changed it, and we're not going back. Hey.
2: You know, Casey, there is, I don't know if you know this. Uh, you do, because you've been in broadcasting a long time. <laughs> there is an art mm-hmm. to raising your voice in when you are around a microphone and not blasting out people's eardrums. Mm-hmm. Like, I have perfected that art Mm -hmm. in the the off-the-rails segment. Mm -hmm. And the reason people like it and think it's funny is because I'm not actually screaming into the microphone. I know enough to know how to do it so that people know I'm yelling Mm -hmm. and doing doing their off-the-rails stuff. (laughs) But yet people are not, oh my gosh, I need to see an audiologist because my eardrums were just Uh burst. He does not know how to do that.
1: (laughs) He hasn't perfected that just yet. So, okay, that's your president on a Friday. Sorry about that. It's 15 minutes after 10. It's Kendall Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at kisqali and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So, Dartmouth College men's basketball players, they have filed a petition to unionize, uh, yet represents the first time a significant D1 team has pushed to join a union. This after the NCAA permitted student athletes to earn money.
2: I don't know about you, Casey. I've just about had it with entitled 19 and 20 year old kids. Hmm. I agree? Disagree? Okay. It's had. I mean, let me... Casey, do you agree <laughs> or disagree that you have about had it with entitled 19 and 20-year-old college kids? I, I
1: don't... I'm not just going to pigeonhole it to 19 and 20-year-olds. Okay.
2: <laughs> Any kid in college athletics I've just about had it yeah, with. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, these people... Okay, there is like... There is like seven people in college athletics... hmm That people are super excited to see and there's college football and there's college basketball and there's a handful of people who are, it's a very niche sport in terms of baseball and softball, but in terms of the average college kid, you're getting a free freaking education. I don't even know what the price of college is anymore. I guess it depends on where you go, mm-hmm. but it's easily six figures for most people when you factor in room and board. Yeah, And most of you have as much chance of playing professionally at whatever your sport is as I do. And yet the entitled gum flapping from these people about how they're continually perpetual victims is gross and i can't stand it anymore shut up and play and accept your free college education and all the benefits that come with it
1: trying to cash in on the name image and likeness. so if all college athletes unionize it's just going to cost colleges more money right and then that will likely start the elimination of different sports, and if they cut a men's sports team, well, then they have to cut a women's sports team because of Title IX.
2: I mean, let, let's face it. And again, no offense to if you're in this sport, I'm not saying this to to try to offend you. This is true at all levels. It, it, you know, you if you ask a if you were to ask a high school athletic director right now, they will tell you yes, absolutely, because I've heard it many, many times in dealing with school corporations, et cetera unless you are the football team or the basketball team, there is a good chance your sport is a revenue loser Mm -hmm. for the athletic department. Now, is it absolutely true? No, there are probably some high-profile baseball teams that maybe turn a profit, you know, the Southern schools where people love to go to the baseball games, et cetera. But by and large, unless you are a football player or a basketball player, you are a revenue loser for your athletic department and you are being subsidized by the football and basketball players. And yet these same people are out here flapping their gums and whining about their mistreatment. Clearly, the free market doesn't give two craps what you do because you're losing money. Mm -hmm. Shut up and play, Mike. gosh these people just make you hate them more by the second casey okay
1: so the requirement for the petition to be submitted says that at least five out of the 15 players or at least 30 percent of the bargaining union have to sign the petition so there could be kids on the team who don't want to sign but they're going to get pressured into signing because they need 30 percent
2: casey question yeah What is the signature moment or accomplishment of Dartmouth basketball? (laughs) Kev, you can chime in on this one, too. I don't know. What's the signature moment or accomplishment of Dartmouth basketball?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. You know
2: why you don't know? (laughs) Because there isn't one. Because nobody cares. See how I did that? Uh Away from the microphone so your eardrums didn't burst? Right, right. Joe
1: Biden could take a lesson from you.
2: (laughs) Just (laughs) these entitled Mm -hmm. little brats
1: (laughs) um Okay, so let's get an update on what happened last night in Brownsburg. Speaking
2: of entitled little brats, (laughs) Casey, uh, I am very pleased to report, and when we do stuff that happens in my little town, we do this because it's probably something similar happening in your little town. I just don't live in your little town, but I try to teach you lessons from which to go forth and use to hopefully make your community better. You may recall yesterday we played... uh, uh, the audio of uh, the previous town council meeting there in Brownsburg, where councilman by the name of Matt Simpson mm-hmm. had assured me on the uh, they're trying to build a city of Atlantis there in, in the <laughs> town of Brownsburg. Um, not an just a sw- Swimming pool, not enough. We have to build the city of Atlantis. Yeah. Uh, nobody knows what it's going to cost. Nobody's seen a design. Nobody uh, knows whether it will make or lose money. Now, they've publicly admitted in the meetings it's going to lose money, but we've seen no financial documents. And they were plowing right ahead. And some of us had said, hey, look, uh, you're going to spend 20 plus million dollars of my money on something. Maybe we'd uh, just all work together and let's, uh, you know, kind of come together and let's get some information and, and and then we can proceed accordingly. And, well, we played that audio of him assuring me that, uh, you know, hey, yeah, we're just really in the early phases of this and nobody's made any choices and absolutely we're going to have community input sure. and absolutely we're going to make sure we your voice is heard before we do anything. And everybody walked away great and feeling good about the conversation. Well, of course, then on the agenda... There was. The very next meeting. Yeah. There's without a, public comment. With no public input, no no conversation, no financial disclosures. They're going to create a building corporation for the city of Atlantis. <laughs> which, by the way, they're building right next to the sewage plant. Because sure. nothing says, come to my family-friendly event like being next to a sewage plant. And uh, we got a little animated yesterday. And we went to the meeting and uh, very pleased to report back yeah. that yeah. They, once again, we're told nobody listens to this radio show. Yet the radio show has a pretty good winning streak going on. Uh, they did indeed table the creation of the building corporation
3: what was for, for the city of
2: Atlantis. My favorite part was uh, one of the councilmen goes, yeah, we've got to we've got a public perception problem right now. <laughs> <laughs> and my, I just love that the, Like they act like- the, and, A public and, perception <laughs> problem. You have one person who's creating your public perception problem, <laughs> and his name is Rob Kendall. Mm. A little credit where credit's due here. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing is like, what a waste of taxpayer money because somebody told the attorney- to write this very expensive document to create this thing—it's mm-hmm. many pages. It wasn't cheap, and she's looking at them, and I don't blame her at all because she's just doing what she's told, and she's looking at them like, "What are we doing here?" Yeah. You, because they're asking her. They go, "Do we have to create this right now in order to move forward?" And she's like, "Uh, no, but <laughs> somebody told me to do this. Mm-hmm. Why would you tell me to do this if you didn't?" It's the point in all of this is it's another example of absolutely, without debate or discussion, if I didn't have this show with you and I didn't live there, they would have totally approved that thing Last night They're not sorry They tried to screw The taxpayers They're sorry They they got got caught caught. And it just happens Unlucky bounce For the Brownsburg Town Council Mm -hmm. That Rob Kendall Happens to live in Brownsburg Stop being shady Stop being shifty Stop lying And deceiving people Like it's just Government at all levels All across the board And if you would Just be honest But they don't want To be honest They don't want to do it In sunshine Because when you do Stuff in sunshine And this is true at government at all levels, it falls apart because it's a crappy ass plan that is going to waste public money.
1: Did you ever find out how something in agenda item gets on?
2: Casey, this is the weirdest thing about how shifty these guys are about this thing with the agenda. And of course, our longtime listeners recognize that uh, I once got the cops weaponized on me for having the audacity to (laughs) ask how something gets on the agenda. Mm -hmm. And I literally got up at the end of the meeting and I said. Look, guys, I realize I'm going to say this at the risk of uh, being ushered out of here, but I will ask it again. Mm -hmm. How does an item get on the agenda? Someone told this attorney at a very expensive cost to the taxpayers to write this thing. Somebody told her to put it on the agenda. Just like when you guys did the water and sewer rate increase a couple meetings ago that you all voted against. If you're all voting against something, or in this case to table something, how is this getting in the public sphere where I have to have an aneurysm on public broadcasting <laughs> airwaves in order to stop something? And you know what they do, Casey? Hmm. They just look at you and go. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Somebody put it on. Why that.
2: won't they answer a question about how something gets on the agenda? Casey, let's okay. let's lead by example here. OK, OK, OK. Uh Ask me, Rob, how does something get on our agenda on the show each day?
1: How does something get on our agenda on the show each day? Well,
2: usually about between the hours of about 4 and 6 Mm p.m., I will sit down and I will create a template Mm -hmm. for the agenda where I will fill in most of the spaces for stories that I believe are relevant. Mm -hmm. Casey, in the meantime, Mm -hmm. will wait for my text message. (laughs) I will then text message Casey and say, done. Mm -hmm. And at which time, Casey has freelance to take a category that she has created which is the extras category mm-hmm. and delete subtract add move whatever she would like to do at her dis- at her discretion. Yeah. Casey, yeah. if we can tell <laughs> People, in about 10 seconds, how we do our agenda for the radio show each day, uh-huh. how the hell is it humanly possible that a governing body that spends 70-plus million dollars a year can't tell the public how something ends up on the agenda? They
1: don't want you to know.
2: No kidding. <laughs> it
1: ten twenty nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Do we have voicemails today? Yes, we do. Okay, and those are up next from 93 WIBC.
4: It's time
2: to hear from you.
1: The phone number if you'd like to participate is 317-684-8444 as we hear from you and your voicemails at 1035 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
2: All right, so one of the things we talked about today is the UAW workers going on strike. And one of the things that I've been very adamant about, and uh, there are many UAW workers who I'm sure are mad that I'm saying this, but this is the reality you guys are not coming off as the good guys in this one. Hmm. And that is different than maybe it has been in the past because I think the condi- a couple things are playing into this. One is the condition of the economy. Uh, two, people are looking at the actual proposal that is out there according to Reuters and other places that it was a 20% pay increase over a couple years, but mm-hmm. you're still going up about five-ish percent a year. And people look at that and go, that's pretty damn good in this economy. And number three, people are saying, look, through the COVID, the supply chain, the economy has been battered enough and there is a perception, whether real or otherwise, and people would be wise who want to get mad at me for saying this to actually listen to what I'm telling you. There is a perception, real or otherwise, that the UAW is weaponizing their ability to affect other jobs to strong-arm themselves into higher pay. Mm-hmm. And there are many, many people, we have talked to them, they call this show, that are very, very upset about this, and there is not a, a, a some sort of moral higher ground or underdog status for the UAW in this round of negotiations and our old pal trucker john mm-hmm. who i feel like is a was a good guy to weigh in on this uh called and i thought articulated many of the points we have been saying pretty well
0: hey rob aka z trucker john here i heard about the whole deal going on with the auto workers union up there in detroit and all that and i'm pretty fired up about it myself um you know, i've been driving big trucks for 17 years um, I've been part of a union on it, and all it did was cost my job when they went on strike one time. And other than that, they just took my dues and spent it on bullcrap for you know, sending it the Democrats. It didn't being part of the union didn't do me any good. Now, what's got me fired up about it is I get to thinking about it, and they're turning down a twenty percent raise and all this other mess. And to be honest about it, you know, truck drivers. You know, we don't have a minimum wage. We get paid by the mile or for the most part. There's no minimum you have to pay a trucker this per mile or anything like that. But, you know, it's the life we chose. You know, yes, we deserve a, well, to use a Democrat phrase, a living wage for it. But if I wasn't getting offered it, I wouldn't do it anymore. I would go elsewhere, do something else. But I don't know where I'm going. You get my point, I hope. I'm just, I'm mad. This pisses me off beyond belief. You know, they're going to strong arm their way and get in a better deal than most people get, you know, in any field. And like I said, I can only really talk about the field that I'm in, but I don't get, you know, I work for the same, I haven't gotten a raise in years. I work for what I work for and I know what it is. You know, if I want to bitch about it, I'll go elsewhere.
2: I I thought that was a very, and we Mm -hmm. have a lot of fun with Trucker John. He's a a very loyal listener of the show, and we we appreciate him very much. We have a lot of fun with him, but I thought that was very well said in terms of capturing the sentiment of many people in this country right now. Yeah,
1: well, it does affect him.
2: And, you know, certain spheres are just completely disconnected oftentimes from reality. I saw this last night at that council meeting. They are proposing an 8% pay increase for town employees there in Brownsburg. And my old buddy, Glenn Adams, who is a phenomenal guy, and are sitting in the back and our mouths just dropped open because the town manager in this budget next year just rolls through that. Well, cost of living went up. No kidding, lady. Mm-hmm. The cost of living went up for every single person in this damn country. Yeah. And because we can't extract unlimited resources from the taxpayers. Right. We have to eat it. Yeah. But because you're the government, well, it's not fair that their, their buying power went down. It is just there's just in many, in many, many, many industries and in many, many professions, there are just a total disconnect from reality of what's going on around you. Government is one. And this is the way the UAW is coming off in this one with turning down what appears to many people to be a pretty sizable pay increase.
1: Yeah, uh, pretty sizable yeah uh, CNN did do a poll actually this was a Gallup poll that CNN reported on and they asked which side do you sympathize with more and Rob you'll be surprised to see 75 percent said that they do sympathize with the UAW
2: well they that will happen until the stuff starts not going where it needs to go and it's it will happen until the auto manufacturers do an ad blitz on exactly what's going on now look the uaw is very effective in getting what they want they have been over time but i am telling you when people start not getting their stuff mm-hmm. and then the uh, the uh auto manufacturers start laying out if we give them this this is what it will do to the price of your automobile sure which is what they absolutely need to do you can turn the tide in public public sentiment no it's like uh, it's like a counting votes right now where only one party has voted i mean the uaw has had all the offense and again if that's what you want to do if you want to leverage your position to strong arm six jobs for every one that's yours if you want to harm those people and you can live with yourself then i guess okay if it's all about you which is oftentimes the case then okay but that seems like a pretty crappy way to go about, you know, I, we're all in this together and everyone pulling in the same direction. Wasn't that the phrase during mm-hmm, COVID? And mm-hmm. we've all got to love our neighbors. I don't know, man. If my job affected six other people and I got offered a 20% pay increase, you might take If it we're really say, all in this okay, together, I, I'd probably take that and say, I want my fellow man to be able to continue to thrive and survive. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. What else do we get a call about? Oh, we got a call. We were talking about uh, taxes the other day. Mm-hmm. And how the Republican Party is phenomenal, the state Republican, state House, state Senate, governor's office is phenomenal at... Forcing things that should be their responsibility onto local governments and forcing them to pay for those things so that they have to raise your taxes and then they can send out their mailer and lie to you and go, no new tax increases because of our strong fiscal stewardship, mm-hmm. when in reality, your taxes are absolutely going up. They're just forcing someone else to to pay for it. And we mentioned specifically the local option income tax, yep. which is how many municipalities are now forced to fund jail expansions or new jails because the Republicans took inmates who were previously the responsibility of the state, forced them onto the locals. They didn't say, hey, you can't prosecute these people or whatever, they just said, now this is your responsibility with no funding resource whatsoever. And we got a phone call about that.
4: Hey guys, just wanted to make another point on the Lit and Loit uh, taxes, which of course are the same thing. They took out the O in option. If you look at the county in which I live, that used to have two of uh, Rob's favorite state representatives in it. <laughs> in Jennings County, District 67 is what it's now uh, known as. Depending on which list you look at, Jennings County is in the bottom five counties in the state as far as poverty, uh, poverty and uh, income, right? So then you look at the, the lit tax, and it is the highest tax county in the state. So, at 3.5 percent, is this "quote unquote" optional tax that got uh, got put into the foundation of the, the tax system here in Jennings County? Again, one of the poorest counties in the state with the absolute highest uh, lit tax. Uh, it's just insanity.
2: Republicans are the party of big taxes and bigger government. The meeting I went to last night. They approved, on the first reading, a 5% property tax rate increase. They're all Republicans. Record revenue in the little town I live in, close to $80 million, I think, in in revenue for a budget. And you can't, you can't pay for a town of 30,000 people without a 5% property tax rate increase? Same thing here. Time and time again, the Republican Party, be they at a state level or the state forcing the locals or the locals just doing it voluntarily— show you they are for big taxes and bigger government. And yet we have people who still live in this fantasy world of, well, if I don't vote for the Republican, I might get a Democrat in there, and that would be bad, my taxes might go up. They're going up anyway!
1: Okay, uh, we like to educate and inform, so do a little bit of the education side. Isn't the lit rate supposed to be adopted to reduce property taxes?
2: Uh... Nah, supposed to. (laughs) Okay. I mean, come on. Look, this is about, it's about, and we're going to have a guy on next week, I think, out in Hamilton County who is trying to do exactly this. But it's, again, it's what the Republicans do. It's the just washing of money. So, again, great example. When they did the property tax caps in 2008. Hey, we've solved the problem. By taxing you somewhere else, your sales tax went up two percent. Republicans don't cut government. They don't cut the cost of government. They don't make government more accountable. They simply transfer the the funding of the issue mm-hmm. somewhere else. The shell game to get you to shut up. And it it is happening. Just I mean. It, I know we sound like broken records here, but man, we're going to keep sounding like broken records until people wake the hell up and at their water coolers and at their soccer games and at, you know at their you know golf games or whatever else you're doing are talking about this with people about how Republicans on most things are absolutely no better than the Democrats. Uh, okay, we got to find out how Fat Hammer is.
1: It is <laughs> Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Ten minutes away from 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Hammer's in the studio. It's Friday, which means it's time to see how much you weigh.
5: I think we're going to have a good week this week. I've worked out twice. I cut the grass. Now, I am worried, as Rob said during the commercial break, we're getting close to eating season. Yeah, eating season. Yeah. Which is Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then into Christmas.
2: Cuz you love the Halloween. I do. Yeah.
5: Now, this year's Halloween is going to be a little dicey because I'm having butt stuff done. Oh yeah. The old colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah. On
2: Halloween. Is your first one? It is. Oh uh, yeah, it's a very unpleasurable experience I'm told.
1: Now, if you actually colonoscopy is nothing. It's the prep.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean yeah. the whole the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. all yes, yeah, all factors. But the
5: in. fact that it's on Halloween, trick or treat. Whoa,
2: hey,
4: <laughs> you gonna
5: wear a
2: mask to the colonoscopy?
5: Like, you know, how do I know this is not some pervert doing cosplay
2: that day? If they're... Uh, I will, I will waive all donations you have to make on this on these weigh ins if you wear a Joe Biden mask to your colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> get ready, pal. <Bell. laughs> Don't stop till you get to the back of his teeth. <laughs> all right, so are, you ready? To, so, we got to get. Uh, so, for those of you who are new to the program, uh, every time. Usually like once a year, Hammer looks in the mirror and realizes he is morbidly, uh, morbidly obese and has to do something dramatic to get himself back into shape. And uh, nothing motivates him more than seeing me suffer. And so what he does every year is he sets a goal of 50 pounds and each week he weighs himself. And each week that he loses weight, we give him a round of applause. We go on to the next week. Each week, he if he gains weight, he has to put $5 in a jar that goes to me at the end of right. the Right. This
5: segment holds
2: me accountable yep. all week mm-hmm. long. Because you don't want to see me succeed. You don't want to see <laughs> me have a better financial future. So not giving me money is your motivation.
5: I hope you'll... Your whole family fails. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes. So last week, uh, 254.4 was the number. Yeah. We started this little journey at 271 yeah. on August 11th. Yeah. So last week we were 254.4. That's Which what that, I got to
2: beat. I mean, that's really impressive to be basically almost 17 pounds down and in basically, uh, what is that, five or six weeks. Mm -hmm. That's really impressive. Now, you did go up one week, so currently $5 in the kitty. Your number to beat this week is 254.4. Let's do it.
1: All right, here we go. said he's feeling pretty good about it.
2: All right, he's waddling over to the scale.
0: Uh
2: (laughs) Looks a little less jiggly than normal. I think he's going down.
0: Oh, yeah, baby, let's go! 51.8,
5: 51.8, Rob. That's pretty good. You saw That's the amazing. scale. The boy here is down basically 20 pounds yeah. since August 11th.
2: Yeah, and like and like I've said, now I think it's going to start getting a little tougher because you've the, the, the first 20 is always low-hanging fruit. Let's face it, you literally weighed more than a baby elephant when you started this, <laughs> Thank you. this process. Thank you, Rob. Um, mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Twenty pounds in a
5: month—that's amazing. Yeah. But as Rob said, and I can't stress this enough, we're getting into eating season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we go through
2: this same song and dance. This is the third or fourth time we've done this. I think originally we did this on the night show, didn't we? Didn't we? We did when this when you had the Hammer and Nigel night show before the afternoon show. And it's always the same thing. It is a rapid, usually through about thirty. I feel like you do pretty pretty quick, and then it starts getting yeah. getting interesting. That's
1: when you really got to
5: start working out. And I'm really saving these timeouts. Like yeah. I'm hoarding these three timeouts that I get because man there may have to be a double timeout at Thanksgiving
2: well Bob Knight used to do that all the time remember he would always have you could always tell if you won the game based on how many timeouts Bob Knight had left at the end of the game <laughs> and that's how it's going to be with Hammer are
1: you feeling better can you feel it
5: 20 pounds down? I was a rock star before. I'm a rock star now.
2: But to (laughs) celebrate,
5: um, we had some uh, special beverages brought into the show. Oh, how exciting. So on Monday, we have a segment called Moonshine Monday. Oh, yeah. From the people that brought you beer sample Friday. Uh And a listener dropped off a big case of goodness from Sugar Lance Shine. Oh, yeah. Down in God's country of Gatlinburg, Mm -hmm. Tennessee. This is... The 60th anniversary Bristol Motor Speedway moonshine. Oh! Now I'm going to pass these around here. On a count of three, and Kevin will get you yours during the break. Wow! Shh. There's no flavor to this. This is straight shine. To the weekend,
2: everybody! Yeah, to it. It it's Let's Cheers. go. Oh yeah, that's strong stuff.
5: Woo! Oh. Rob, give me a Ric Flair woo! Ow. Woo! Woo! Big, Give me one, Casey. Give me a Rick Flair. Woo! What's yeah. coming up this afternoon? Uh, biggest stories in Indy. We're talking strikes. We're talking indictments. And it's Beer Sample Friday. Casey takes her clothes off when we come back.
1: <laughs> it's and like Casey on 93 WIBC. I'm going to need another shot for that.